All right, what's going on, good people? It's Mr. Shaw. We return for another episode for the podcast. And this particular episode is me covering a series that was already concluded. Um, what was it? Not last year. I think it was concluded maybe 2020. Maybe like, or I think sometime earlier, like last year. It was Invincible. I know you're sitting there thinking, dang, man. You finally just now getting around to watching that? I say, yep. Because sometimes I don't watch a lot of series and stuff like that. And I think I'm going to go ahead and get back into doing, like, reviews over series again. Because I think that was something, like, it'll give me, like, other content to produce in the meantime. So when I finish them, I'll probably, like, it was, like, a season or so. I'll probably go back and try to, you know, give a, like, a review, some of my thoughts on it, what I think about it, and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and get it started. Now, Invincible is a series about superheroes. Yes, this is a superhero series, but this one is a little bit different from our, our traditional DC and Marvel kind of series that we usually see, where this one's a little bit more like on a mature level, where, yes, it's going to be like that. If basically DC and Marvel were able to do what they wanted to do, instead of like being kind of like kid-friendly, this is what you would get. So if you want to understand what I say about Invincible, this is what I say about Invincible, is that it gives you the realistic like look on what a lot of this stuff would really be like. Because the thing is, we all know that DC and Marvel kind of like pull their stuff back a little bit because they want to basically get the funding of everybody and make it kid-friendly so that kids will watch it, not just adults and teens, because, you know, kids are the biggest consumers on the planet. Because if they like something, they'll, they'll want to purchase it. Yes, when they get older, they'll still be able to purchase it on their own, but they'll be able to get people. Get a little bit more. So that's what Invisible is. So, so let's get that little bit out of the way and we're going to go to the, uh, my, the little bit of a summary for it. Now our main character, our main protagonist, as they would say, is Mark Grayson. Mark Grayson is the son of a Viltrumite. If you want to get an idea what a Viltrumite is, just think of what Superman is. He, he's one of his own people. Where his, his people are very strong and very intellectual people. But his people are a little bit different. He's a, and his father is called Nolan Grayson, aka Omni Man. Now, Omni Man is probably what you would call the strongest hero on the planet. Because, you know, he's not been he hasn't been beaten by no, nothing. He just, you know, he just that dude. No one's been able to beat him. Now, he works with this group of people. Um, known as the Guardians of the Globe. You got this one person named War Roman, Green Ghost, Darkwing, which is weird, um, Red Rush, Immortal, Aquarius. Yeah, I think that's it. And no, uh, the Mad Martian. <laughs> yes, I know. A lot of this stuff is kind of like, it, it, we all know. It's, it's kind of taken from like other groups of people, mostly the DC. But he works with these people and, you know, protect the planet, stuff like that. So, that's one thing. And he's been sitting and wondering if his son will ever have some abilities. As he is, because, like I said, he's a Viltrumite. He probably was hoping his whole life that his son would be able to grow up and become just like him. But for 17 years, Mark Grayson just lived a, a normal life. he was 17, he said he got trash, and then he finally got his superpowers. 
So, if you kind of look at something, when it comes to him getting his superpowers, you look at it, and his father kind of looks at him like, kind of like the, like deer in the headlights, kind of saying like, oh, you got your superpowers. Okay, cool. Because he probably was saying things. He wasn't too sure if he was, he was ever going to get these superpowers to begin with. Because, like, dang, it, it manifests when you're about to basically be 18 years old. So now, you're, it's kind of, like, weird. Because you're not, you haven't been able to get these powers this whole time. And now, it's going to manifest as, like, well, I was kind of, like, looking at it as, you know, you're not ever going to get these kind of powers. Now, I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll start training. So, he basically starts training his son. His son does start trying to train on his own, start trying to fly, and that joker goes up to the sky, but goes up too far because he can't come back down, and he crashes in his backyard because he passed out. So that's one thing. Now he starts to train with his father to learn his, learn his abilities, but as he's training, he also goes to school, and, you know, he takes a, a beating from the school bully for uh, the She'll be back in the following part of the story, and she kind of like takes a takes a notice to it. Like, okay, he stood up for me. Cool, I respect that. But you know, he's still learning because like he doesn't have all his abilities yet. But he starts to gain them little by little by little by little, especially because you know the help of his father. His father trained him. But teaching him a little bit more and more and more about his other stuff. And he was teaching him, blah, 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 blah. So basically, you know, mostly how to fly. Because I think the biggest problem is for him was he couldn't fly. Joker would stay crashing on the ground. Shoot. I thought that Joker really did learn how to really, like, control that part. To stick the landing if it was, like, if it was a hard landing. But, um, yeah, he, he had a little bit of a trouble with that. And I think... Once he started to get a little bit more, he got a little confident, and then he was like, he stood up to the bully again, and just basically, this time, like, he realized the bully didn't hurt him. And I think it was like, what, the, the guy broke his arm or something, facing him and stuff like that? So it's like, now you're scared, but then, you know, that training, and now he starts to learn, and, you know, he his ability, he started to get a little, a little cocky. So that's what happens now. learn like about fighting crime but he, he basically told he wasn't ready and he kind of like goes out there kind of like wings it a little bit and he runs into a guy called Titan and yes he manages to beat Titan but as I would probably say he, he mostly beat Titan because he he kind of caught him by surprise he was like the one guy with the the arm cannon he caught him by surprise too. It's like you, the manager just beat him by like pure luck because those guys actually just were just caught caught off guard by you, and that's really about it. So he's able to beat these couple of guys, and yes, he has made he's made some progress. But he had the thing as I would call it the Superman effect, where yes, he did save the day, but he did a lot of collateral damage. This is, you know, noted by Omni Man because Omni Man's keeping track of this. So it's like, dude, you may have saved him, but shoot, you destroyed all this other stuff. 
He said, look what you did. He's like, what the world? Uh, I don't know. So I'm sorry. Somebody sent me a message. It was a kind of weird. Together, but then it's just like man, it just 
it was just not working out. It was just not working out because, you know, the thing is, they, they just, they could not, their abilities were not, they, they didn't really stand a chance. And one by one, each one of them failed. And when Wolverine tried to stop him, he knocked her, he knocked her away and it took her hammer and it basically just one shot at Aquarius. And just to try to keep him in control, the Martian tried to stop him as well. And, you know, he tied him up as War Woman and a mortal trying to just run the bait with him to just basically beat him to death. But then even, you know, the Martian, I guess it, I guess we'll, we'll call it his, uh, his membrane was ripped out and then he died as well. And then, you know, he ran the thing with a mortal real quick, knocked him away and it just, he snapped the neck of War Woman and then basically, what was, oh, that's right, he basically jabbed Immortal in the chest. And before Immortal could basically just get an answer from him, Immortal asked him, why? Why'd you do it? Because the thing is, they trusted this man. And he basically wiped out the Guardians before, you know, knocking his head off. And before he ends up collapsing. And this is basically the end of episode one. And this is what happened to Ami Mandos. I was right, I think I said he was off world. But I think of another incident where he was off world. This time he was basically in a hospital. Because uh we'll call them the government agencies. Basically try to figure out what happened. And I think the the main guy, Cecil, he's the main director. He kind of had an idea that Omni Man did do this. But he had to prove it first. And what makes it so bad is that he didn't want to, he really didn't want to say that, you know, he did it out front because he wanted him to come clean about it. Because Omni Man basically, he may have beat these guys easy, but he, he still was, he still took a beating. So that's what happened there. So, and this, mind you, this is all episode one and two that I've basically kind of covered. You know, like, that's the problem. Now we lost the strongest team on, you know, Earth's planet. But for a while, the, the gardens were basically not really told that they died for a minute until later on that they were basically, it would be basically told that they did die. So that's what happened. So they was kind of hoping for a new team to stand up and be able to beat, be able to beat the next upcoming force. And then that's when we get to the invasion part I was talking about. You get, you get them, and you get the uh, what was it? Team, team, team. I think that's what they were called. They called themselves. They had a really dumb name. I ain't gonna lie. It was like Team Team. Which I think that was just kind of like, I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of plagiaristic. Like, when I really say that they kind of plagiarized a lot from DC more than anything, Team Team was basically like a, a play on Teen Titans. Because they were teenagers. Most of them were. Um, or they were like young, young, like, maybe like under like 25, 25, 23 years old. So basically, they were kind of between 16 to 20, 25. I don't know all their actual ages, okay? Just to keep it realistic, I'm not killing the robot, because robot was like, I think he was a lot older. But, 
these guys try to, they, they ended up coming in and kind of like providing some cover for, for Invincible, but the thing is, he, he really didn't, didn't like have any like experience where he was dealing with mass death. Because this invasion, they were basically taking people out in front of them. And he was not used to that. He was used to basically, oh, yeah, I live to save the day. But he still was kind of getting his butt kicked a little bit. But this one is where he really was like a non-factor. And that's exactly what happened. He was just a non-factor who really couldn't get anything done. And even the lady who tried to save, really, she, she, did, she didn't make it. And she was never going to make it. Because she was already banged up. Most of that was his fault. And they, they got saved because of the of the, you know, <clears throat> you know, plot armor at the time. They basically saved them from their untimely demise and then they did it again. This time they the same group of people came back again, tried to do it again, and they had like these brakes, the time braces to basically help them survive. And they started breaking all the time braces and then he went back again. They did a little bit better this time, but it was it was kind of the same effect where they was kind of getting their butt kicked. But we also get Ani Man who comes back. You know, he starts doing his own thing, but then you know he's still being investigated to see like what happened. And not being clear, but he wants his uniform. Basically, he wants his uniform because he knows that they get they figure out what's on his uniform, he's gonna be found out, and then he's really gonna have to try to speed up his timetable for his uh his mission. Um and then we get you know a little bit of romance stuff that happens between uh Invincible and the girl Amber because yes, they started dating, but he was having trouble trying to do the double life. He was basically trying to have a girlfriend and try to be a fighter, you know, superhero at the same time. And But the thing was, it wasn't working out for him. And, you know, what ends up happening with a lot of this stuff, like, we get Adam Eve actually later leaving the team team and doing her own thing because of betrayal from, you know, one of the members. And she couldn't trust the, the other member so she didn't want to work with them at all. So she straight up just left. Like, and I think the thing was, you know, she would have been a good asset to that team if they had her there a lot more, but she didn't want to be there because, you know, you know, trust issues with the team. So she had to basically separate herself from the team and ended up having to separate herself from her family as well. She just started living under the fort, um, doing her own thing. Basically, she was just a solo hero at this point. Heroin at this point. Um, our guy, Mark, was trying to basically do his own thing. But the problem was, this man was not a... I'm going to say it like this. He's probably one of the weaker like versions of a hero that you can expect from. Like, yeah, I know he's new at it, but... My man was just getting his, his butt kicked a lot of times throughout the series. And... Really... He really had a bad idea of time management, cause even when he um he would go save the save the day when he first started like you know meeting up with Amber. He left her there for like an hour, 
And I think, you know, at, at that point, she was kind of getting tired of being stood up. And by her family. Because, like, by having, like, yeah, they, yeah, it was what he stood up with in front of her family. He stood her up on their first date. And he just kind of just kept doing stuff. And it kind of made her upset. But that was one thing that kind of happened. Even for his uh, friend. What the heck was his friend name? Uh, his friend, it's like, even his friend had to call him out on it. It's like, dude, if you would just listen to me and came to our help when we asked for your help. Um, or this one guy would still be who he was supposed to be. Because in one of the later episodes, this one guy turns humans into humanoids and you know it's very sad because it, it is very truthful if he had come when he said to come and he had really did what he said he was going to do and search for him and try to figure out what was going on he probably would have been like an idea of you know showing that he was a hero and this is where I kind of say this just to make this little quick segue real quick from mark my little flag here okay Black addict. Um, this is the the problem and the dilemma for a lot of you know people who want to be heroes, and this is what was the biggest problem for Mark Grayson, because his biggest issue was was that he could not separate being invincible at times and being Mark Grayson. But his relationship with Amber was straining because he wasn't being open with her. And I think where it really reached his breaking point was when um, she didn't want to deal with him at one point. And then he got severely hurt. And we'll talk about that one for a minute, but we're going to talk about this incident right here for a second. Because I want to talk about this one. Because he wanted to tell her the truth after the fact. But instead of telling her the truth, when he needed to tell her the truth, he kind of just ended up, ended up letting her, laying her down and just leading her on. She just kind of got tired of it. It's like, dude, you can't be honest. Just be honest what you're doing. And, and she said at the time she would not have told nobody, but the, the problem was is that he didn't have an idea about revealing and concealing his identity of certain people. And I'm telling you, if he had told her, he might have had an easier time. But yes, she did kind of have an idea where she kind of figured out that he was a hero. But it's another point where um, we're going back to Titan again. And Titan's trying to clean up, you know, get rid of his boss, uh, Metalhead. Really weird. Um, and Metalhead's got like a cyber... He's basically got all the, you know, the tech things, like, kind of, like, sorted out and stuff like that. And he has a bodyguard named Isotope. I don't know what the Isotope be doing. But basically, they had their own little, like, Sinister Sinister Six or something thing going on. Because they had a bunch of people who were there to basically kind of just, kind of trying to clean up shop. And what we end up seeing, you really see... The inexperienced, because at this point in time, we also get the new Guardians of the Globe, um, which consists of the members of Team Team and a couple other people. One guy who was a part of it before but lost his powers, and 
kind of a newer person. And we also get a member of Team Team who's actually doing some some deep secretive stuff. He actually broke out prisoners who were very smart. Uh, I don't know if they're aliens or what, what they are. He didn't really specify what they were. But um, who were really good with the genetic cloning. And you actually see them actually make this one of these guys, uh, the body. It's basically robot. Robot is being controlled by this other person who suffers from this very, really weird disease. And he does like a, a cloning thing and a mind transfer um, procedure and ends up actually getting a new body. And that's what he did for himself. But the new body of the globe was so incompatible at that time that you actually see them try to fight. I'm basically going to call this guy like a... Uh, he ain't no A-level threat. He's like a threat where an experienced, more experienced and more um, powerful, like, superhero would have been able to beat this man. Like, Omni-Man or someone like, maybe like the former, like, Guardians of the Globe, probably like a mortal or war woman, would have been able to, you know, go toe-to-toe with this guy. These guys were not strong enough. And the thing was, like, yeah, they got a couple licks in, but this man destroyed um, the, the guy called Black Samson. He got destroyed. And then Monster Girl, she got destroyed. She got clapped. And then our guy, Invincible, just gets his chase, his chest cavity caved in. And we that that's really what happens. So this is why I tell you, you really see that our guy Invincible is not as strong as he thinks he is. And you actually can see that he's not as, he isn't as, you know, he doesn't have the intellectual combat prowess to, to fight in these type, of, these type of battles. And it gets shown here. Like, yes, in the other fights it was kind of being seen, but it's kind of like, those, those are like, basically, like, you know, them being surrounded by people. And he had, and one of the other people wasn't as bad, like that one crazy doctor. But, Especially during that final invasion, Omni Man came and saved him. He saved those people. Like he ran the fade with that whole plan and destroyed that whole plan on the third invasion thing, basically to keep them from coming back. Cause he, he's like, nah, this this is your planet. That's not this isn't your planet to conquer. That's a big foreshadowing thing. And that's what kind of told me at that point what Omni Man was really up to this whole time and why he took out the Guardians of the Globe. But before we get to that part, we're going to finish what happened. But our guy, Mark, was basically incapacitated for two weeks. And it really showed that he wasn't as strong as he thought he was. And this also comes from that. Remember that arrogance and confidence I told you about? He had it because he beat people like Titan and that one arm cannon guy. And even like that one doc with the seismic, like, seismic wave uh, wrist gauntlet. He was confident in front of these guys, but he didn't have the capability of beating someone like this. Not even the other guys. Yeah, he had, he probably would have been able to beat the other one, but that guy was on a different level. And he, because he basically ran the fade with, if he really wanted to, he could have ran the fade with all those, those guys there. Nobody had the firepower to stop that man. Nobody. And the only reason why 
it stopped is because he's like, none of you guys are strong enough to face me. And that motherfucker left. Straight up just teleport. I'm done. I'm out of here. Because I think he was, he was very disappointed. I think he was like, you know what? This is beneath me. And he straight up just left. He left Bellwood basically defenseless. Because the other guys, I think they got the fade ran with them a little bit. And they was mostly done. And, you know, I think Titan took out took out Metalhead. And that's basically what ends up happening. You know, Metalhead gets captured by the by the secret of, you know, Special Forces government. And he gets captured. And that's what happened with him. And then he was the, the, the genetic modifying twin dudes. Because, I don't know, those guys were weird. But it was kind of like funny weird. It's like, <laughs> I, I love the little running glad, oh, yes, you're just a clone. But it, it, that's very funny. But, um... Um, it, it's like, they, they did play a pivotal part in this story because it's like, they were not, really they weren't as weak as we thought they were. They're actually pretty strong. And it was shown. But like, even Titan was showing that he was strong because basically he said, look, no one has to fight you. Just shoot your guns in the air and leave it at that. But as we started progressing even further, we actually see when Titan taking out Metalhead, Titan ends up moving to the hierarchy of the criminal role. And so that's what happens there. But to start progressing even further, we see that the Guardians of the Globe start to actually become more of a team a little bit more. Because the thing is, what happens next is, is something very, very pivotal. And we actually start to figure out that Omni-Man is basically being exposed for being a fraud. He isn't the hero as we thought he was. Because one of the other key characters, this guy, Hellboy, basically, um, Invincible style, is who's a detective like Sherlock Holmes, finds out that basically Omni-Man killed the Guardians of the Globe. It was doing a lot of things that were very, very questionable. And basically was planting seeds with the secret government, which that one Cecil, the leader of the secret government, sent him back to hell. And so he basically lost that guy to get the support, which I don't think he should never have done that. Um, that happened there. And then we also get, you know, the wife doing her own investigation into figuring out what's going on. You know, she starts to figure out that, yes, her husband is not who he says he was. By even using one of his most trusted confidants, the actual suit maker, and who, is, who he's really cool with, to find out that he actually did kill these people. And it gets found out. So basically, he's being cornered. He's basically on a three-way corner. He's lost the support of his wife. That's one corner. He lost the support of his, you know, of his person his that had his back. Um, you know, that was the suit maker. And then he also lost the third corner, the support of the secret government, which is weird. We get like this character that looks like Bobby Hill, who's grown up and joined the government, not following his father, Hank Hill, was in, um, learn about propane. And he and his team 
trying to take our army in. It was a bad mistake. Those guys did not stand a chance. And Bobby Hill, <laughs> adult Bobby, basically, he failed too with all these other people. And it gets found out that basically, yeah, they're on to him now. And what ends up happening here, we start to kind of learn little by little that, you know, Omni-Man's now looking for, oh, that's who his friend was. He finds William to find out where, where Mark is. And I'm talking about the way he's looking at William's like, he gonna kill William. And, and so, you know, Omni-Man looked at him like, dude, you need to tell me where he is now. And if you don't, you're done. You're done. And so William tells him, like, man, he doesn't know he's with he's with somebody else. And he basically picks up on it and he starts to intersect him. But he's been trying to send people to stop him this whole time. And it, it didn't work. The fighter jet didn't work. Um you know the those advanced humanoids, because they end up being advanced and not humans no more. They're actually mechanical humanoids. And they tried to stop them for a minute, and they, that didn't work either. Well, I think they were. They were shoot, I think they were soldiers still. That mess was still crazy. They were advanced, though. Now that I think about it, because Julius said they was soldiers giving up one last, one last hurrah for their country. That was, that's wild. Um, but he starts to intersect his son. And he finds his son because I think Adam E does something else. And he really, well, as it happened, oh, that's what happened. Hail Mary. It's one of the Kaijus who's been souped up to basically fight the fighting Omni Man. And he has to beat him. And he actually tells him, well, you know, like, Mark, we're going to destroy this planet. Mark's looking at him crazy, like, what are you doing? And I think it really gets confirmed that, you know, Omni Man is not is not a savior no more. And it gets find out that he took out the guardians. Because once it got confirmed for Mark that his father was no longer the same father he looked at as, is when he took out that fire pilot. And that's when the father and son fight finally begins. The sad thing is, like I told you before, Mark ain't strong enough. If you thought he was going to beat, if he couldn't even beat that, that white, like, lion, lion-like creature, how the heck is he going to beat the strongest superhero on the planet? Because even his father looked at himself, you think that's a punch, let me show you. And I'm talking about, he is literally whooping Mark's tail from coast to coast. He whoops him in the forest, he whoops him in the... And the ice, he even takes him to the city of Chicago and destroys Chicago. I'm talking about, it's just, it's bad. It's bad. Like, he knocked Mark so far through so many different buildings and caused so many, like, caused so much destruction. Destroying the subway, um, beating him through, like, different areas and stuff like that. Just, just doing it intentionally with no, like, no care in the world. And Mark could do nothing because he wasn't strong enough to beat his father. And also, I think it's because... It's also his father. It's his father. He could not stand up to his father. And the, the sad reality is that his father didn't care. 
his father even went and took him to, I think it was Nepal, and beat him up in Nepal. And just like he calls the avalanche first, calls the avalanche first, and then just ran the fate with him again. Also, he beat this man. Basically, he nearly beat his son to death. And it, it knocked his teeth out. Just, just, this man was beaten. I'm talking about just beaten. And the thing was, he Omni Man couldn't do it because it was still his son. Because he grew up raising him as a as a son instead of as a Viltrumite warrior. And then you find out he was really trying to make Mark become a second in command to leave the people of Earth under Viltrum rule. And yes, Immortal did come back for a little bit, but he kind of got the fate ran with him again, the same way like the first time. He beat him up a little bit, but wasn't enough. That kind of confirmed that, which I think those twin, blue blue twins, they kind of basically confirmed it that Omni-Man did beat, you know, the Guardians. And But this, this kind of showed you that nobody really could beat him on that planet. And with Omni-Man not being able to basically kill his son, because he really said, he's like, your brother was just a tool for... A tool to the for ends means. He's also saying, "Yeah, I could just find somebody else and do this and make another child. I just gotta wait another seventeen years." And it's sad. He said that cold. But the sad thing is, Mark using the talk no jutsu from Naruto, and um, if you're a Naruto fan, you'll get that reference. He's able to basically convince his father on an emotional level to not do what he did. And his father looked at himself, looked at himself like, dang, I'm trying to kill my own flesh and blood. And he takes off and he flies up with, with, with tears in his eyes. He just, he leaves like the solar system. So in a sense, Mark did beat his father. Not in the aspect where he just was like completely able to completely immobilize his father or defeat his father, but it's like he was able to get his father to leave the planet without destroying and hurting anybody else on his, after his um, departure. So basically the last victim was himself. And it goes to show you that Omni-Man did have a soft spot for his son. Maybe not for his wife, but for his son. And then we kind of get this idea that, you know, everyone starts to try to, like, care about Mark for a little bit more because, like, dang, it's like, you start to think about, like, man, my man got beat up by his dad. And he was his ex-girlfriend, Amber, trying to come back and consult him. And it's kind of, like, it's kind of hard. Because, you know, you started thinking about that this man was somebody who you were supposed to be cool with. And this was someone you're supposed to have trust all your life to find out that he was something else. This woman gave him 20-some years of her life and to find out that he was just deceiving her. He didn't even care about her like that. She was crushed and devastated. So when I look at this show Invincible, this, this show Invincible, the plot and the story was something different. But I also had to say this. Let me just be honest. I don't like the 
singles and taking of other characters and stuff like that. Because really, like I said, they really kind of did rip off a lot of the stuff from DC. And I don't know if it's DC related, but it, it's it's kind of they really did kind of just rip off the series a little bit. And I kind of wish that they would do something a little bit more original with like other characters and stuff like that instead of trying to. So like they yeah they changed the name a bit and they changed it up a little bit, but it's just kind of like, come on man, I, I know what you did. And other people can see what you did. So that's my only like gripe about it. But all in all, I did like the the meaning of the story. Even though we didn't really get the idea of what the Viltrumites really were, but we kind of get an idea that they were a nation basically built on the strongest survive and the strongest genetically passed on. And basically, they wanted to make sure that other colonies felt all the same way. It's kind of like, it really is the, the, the thing of like the old like cliche sentence of do as, do as we say or die. And that's basically what happened because one of the guys who's like, a, I guess, a judge or something gets told that, you know, there's a Viltrumite. He gets told, he lets you see it. And one of the Viltrumite flashbacks that I'm even talking about is that, is that um, some nations resisted and they were defeated and destroyed. And so that's really what happened. To people who resisted them, they were destroyed. To those who joined them, they just lived under the Viltrumite rule. And it could have been good or it could have been bad. You really don't know. Because in his eyes, he's like, he's just doing what he's supposed to do. But when we get the idea of what um, what uh, these guys are really trying to accomplish, we get an idea that basically they really haven't had it. I don't want to really contest them. And we really see that like on our on earth was that yes, but more than so many others have been able to hurt him or like stop him, stop his momentum at a certain point in time. But no but no one was really able like to basically severely hurt him where like it was like it was like severely all oh, this man down for like like several months. Or like they made him bleed. so far that really got hurt it was really Marcus which is funny his name was like really like a I don't know what is it like they say like an oxymoron this man sells himself invincible but he's so invincible this man just getting just beat up left and right but it's just like hey he just left on the ground just, just like think about think about that next time you start thinking you're going to be a superhero or not he was being seen said, will you still be a hero or not? Which I would not have blamed him if he said he didn't want to be a hero no more. Because my man got one of the worst one-sided beatdowns and was actually able to survive it. Get this, the Guardians were beaten in mere minutes. Everybody else was defeated in mere minutes. This man, we don't know how long he took this beating, but he took a beating from one place to another, he he and managed to survive it. And maybe and maybe Iron Man was pulling his punches because he didn't want to kill him because he was trying to convince him. But still, man, he took a severe beating. And 
and that's one thing, you know, it was. So all in all, if I had to grade uh, Invincible out of 10 out of 10, um, they did have some good comedic moments. Uh, the story was was all right. Um, illustration was okay. Uh, just like I said, a little bit on the originality part was not was not there, so lost a little bit of points. So I'm gonna give it like a seven out of ten. It did above average because I think it it kind of captured people's you know attention after the first episode. But like I said before, I don't go up one of the hype episodes. That's just not what I do. Because yes, there's like certain things that have like really hype first episodes, and then it's like they kind of like go down a little bit. When people try to talk to me about Goblin Slayer, Goblin Slayer is one of the other ones where Attack on a lot of the animes and animations and stuff like that, they all have these moments where there's like something like like off the wall and that's what captures your captures you to um you know look at the idea of what of what God damn, I'm trying to think of something. They try to get you captivated, but then you look at it as like the other episodes really don't live up to the hype. That's like kind of the bar starts going a little bit lower. So that's what happens there. But that's basically my review of Invincible. Um, probably my next review will be of The Boys whenever I do finish that one. Um, so I think I'm almost done. I think I'm on like episode six. I got like two more episodes to go before I finish it. It's just I'll be watching so much different stuff, and I don't really be having the time because I'm. I'll be everywhere. Sometimes I'll be out of town and stuff like that. So I don't really gonna be watching the shows like I like I could. So be mindful of that. So I'm gonna try to see what I can get done. But there have been some other shows I have concluded and I'll try to basically start doing like these review uh, these review things. Now because it just it just depends on like how people like it or not. So if you like it, be sure to let me know what your thoughts are. And the only way you could do that really is like and share the content, rate it five stars wherever you view it, and make sure to follow me that way you know, know if um, my new drop episodes, you know, if you're on Anchor, you actually leave, can leave me a, uh, a voice recording to let me know if you, if you enjoy that episode, because that's, that's one of the easier ways to let me know, because Anchor does let me know, when people message me and stuff like that on that one, because, um, that's just the easiest way, cause I don't have an iPhone, so I don't I can't really look at some of the other analytics for certain things until I get one. But uh, until then, I'll catch y'all next time in the next episode. So, which will probably be, I think it will be Demon Slayer. I just completed a Demon Slayer season two, so I may go back and do season one and then go do season two, but. I'll have probably season two pre-recorded and just go go from there. But until then, I'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Ron play that beat.